with so many podcasts out there, shows can get lost in the shuffle. That's why we implore you to check out Too Many Captains. You can find us at a moviepodcast.com. Five unique takes on Hollywood movies and culture. Find us on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Check our intellectual deep dives into theatrical films. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions. Unique takes on soundtracks. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash too many captains productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I am Frank Lawrence. And this is Collateral Cinema and Geek Freaks. Mariska Hargate. Mariska Hargate. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Indeed. And especially. You're, especially on this episode. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Uh, joining us for the first time is uh, Mr. Frank from Geek Freaks. Thank you so much for being on, man. Absolutely. I, I'm always happy to be on. Yeah. We were actually on your show, and y'all actually interviewed us, if I remember, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. That was a few months now. Yeah. What was it, top five superhero films? Something like comic book movies. Comic book right. movies. Oh, by the way, you know, we're still morbing it up here, you know. <laughs> of course. We're <laughs> still. 420 ready. Holy shit. <laughs> you know what I got him for Christmas, actually? I got him Morbius and Clerks 3. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I oh. mean, that's, that's actually a pretty solid little gift. Respect to the Clerks 3. <laughs> it's a pretty solid little gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now with like for some reason deleted scenes of morbius like oh god <laughs> oh yes uh, you know that i'm going to be like checking all of that out morbid it out if they i hope that there's a commentary on it i don't know if they do commentaries anymore but you know oh we'll record our own right? I, I hope they do the simpsons commentary was some of the best commentary ever if you guys are simpsons fans and you gotta go out there and get those dvds uh, the commentary is outstanding on those oh Absolutely. Same with the Futurama DVDs that have commentary on them. Yep. Those are like some solid yep. fucking commentaries. Hell yeah. yeah. You get Matt just well, talking it up. It's like, we oh, are so going to cool. be talking about the love guru today. But uh, first of all, Frank, if you want to go ahead and talk about Geek Freaks a little bit, uh, let our listeners know what you're all about and yeah. whatnot. Uh, yeah, Geek Freaks, uh, we're a whole network of podcasts, but we basically cover geek culture in general. Um, we have the Geek Freaks podcast itself that does like the weekly news. We have interviews. We've got uh, Disney Moms, which is basically just like moms that kind of talk about a movie, but mostly bitch about being moms and all kinds of other stuff like that. So <laughs> really, we've got everything you need. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole network of stuff. Just Google Geek Freaks. Go find us. 
Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds really interesting. The Disney Moms one, actually, I, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's classic. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yep, we are officially at the end of Bad Movie December, so we are going to be talking about the Love Guru. Uh, earlier this season, we did Neil Breen's I Am Here Now, and our, our holiday special was Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. So, oof. been an interesting December. Yeah, oof is right, Frank. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you, oh, this one has been a painful one. Yeah. <laughs> and we and we did Bolero last time. Yes, this, this is true. Bolero. Oh, <laughs> my God. Dear sweet mother of fuck. So <laughs> really I, interesting. after I saw you guys do the Kirk Cameron one, I looked up the trailer for that and watched it and was just like, this has ruined my computer now. I, I don't want, I don't want the NSA to know I looked up this trailer even. This is so oh. bad. Yeah, no, we went ahead and just watched the whole fucking thing on Tubi. Uh, it, it, it's on Tubi. On Tubi. Oh, gross. yes. <laughs> that should tell you everything. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Oh, and God. no, he actually he actually expects you to pay for it on YouTube and Amazon. And it's like no, Kirk, no, no, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that. Oh God. So Frank, I actually was looking through your DMs with Bo uh, from back whenever we we pitched have, having you on a guest spot this season, and and, and I love your response here. I just want I just want to talk about this, okay? So you said, "Damn, some great ones here." I'll take the love guru. <laughs> I, okay. I love the love guru because to me, it's like, it's Mike Myers doing what Mike Myers wants to do. And I don't see how anybody who watches Austin Powers, I mean, he's doing the same thing he does in Austin Powers. It's just like, I mean, we can't do this again. Like there's a lot of stuff that we'll probably talk about at some point. They're problematic nowadays. But like, I also love semi-pro, right? Everybody hates semi-pro. It's like, if you like Will Ferrell stuff, he's doing it again in semi-pro, but for some reason, everybody bags on it. I don't know. It's definitely cheesy bad. Like John Oliver and Stephen Colbert, they both, they call it mutual destruction. Like one of them will talk shit to the other ones. are like, yeah, well, you were in the love guru. And the other one's like, yeah, well, you were too. So like they, always, <laughs> oh, I, they I, use it as a checkmate. I believe that other. 100%, honestly. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, this is probably Michael Myers, Michael Myers, Mike Myers in his <laughs> most unfettered role. You know, it's just yeah. pure Mike Myers. I love that he had like all this power from the Austin Powers series and he's like, goes to the studio and he's like, guys, I've got a great idea. And I just want to like, this, let me do like, I don't need anybody telling me what to do. I'm going to make my own. And I think that's what this was. So it's so freaking ridiculous that, I mean, I found myself cracking up. I mean, that's, that's the best part about it. Right. You're, I was just laughing along with it. So that's good. We broke some laughter here and there, but not for the same reasons. Not for the reasons that the, the director had intended. And, and uh, yeah. me again, who directed this piece of shit? Marco Schnabel? Oh, Schnabel? But, no, th this is still Mike Myers' whole baby. It's Mike Myers. Yeah. It's his baby 100%. Yeah, I mean, he he did write, produce, and star in it, so that's fair. So this movie came out in 2008. I was in middle school, I believe, when this came out. So when this came out, I was into it, right? This was the first, like, movie with this kind of crude humor that I had ever seen. I was I was kind of sheltered. Mm -hmm. I was a I was a sheltered Christian boy, okay? <laughs> yeah. And, but my parents, for some <laughs> reason, uh, brought home the love guru to rent or something. It, 
something to that effect, and we watched this, and I watched this with my parents, Elephant Humping you, you and all. You watched this with your parents, <laughs> oh with Stephanie God. and Robert Reyes? <laughs> <laughs> what the that fuck? ending. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. But I thought it was the greatest thing ever because I was a middle schooler, and this shit was, was just, it just blew my mind, okay? It's kind of similar to back when we did the interview and like when I watched that movie, it blew my mind, but watching it years later and having seen a lot of other stuff, it was just kind of it's a little underwhelming times like 10 here because I mean, this is, don't get me wrong. This is a bad movie. Uh, it's like, I, I think it's like master of disguise caliber. It's pretty much oh Mike my Myers. God, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's his master of disguise. 100%. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. In some ways, this one's not nearly as loathsome as yeah. that one. It's more disappointing, and I really can't say whether that's worse or not. Yeah. We have a lot of coyotes lately. It's driving me nuts. But honestly, I can't really say what's worse. Making a movie that's just so absolutely loathsome that I'm just sitting there in my fucking seat and just boiling with rage... Or making something that's just, you know, it's just disappointingly bad. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like this really could have yeah. been kind of okay with, with the right script. But this script, I just don't know, man. It's like the jokes just fall flat in so many ways. It's just, I mean. <sighs> You're totally right. The jokes fall flat, but I think a lot of it is Mike is kind of tongue-in-cheek like guys watch me do this shit kind of thing I, I the way he always like pauses and look at camera like he always does that right he did it in austin powers as well but there's a little bit of like can you believe they're letting me make this movie which i think <laughs> is part of the the shine to it he's like guys watch i'm gonna make myself a when i when we do the flashback there's gonna be a normal kid that's supposed to be you know Deepak chopra and i'm gonna be there with a big ass head that doesn't make any sense and like hey make watch me watch me make these serious actors like slap around mops full of pee like it's just like so there's a part of it's just kind of like oh my god on set this must have been ridiculous like they shrunk an entire office down and they're all sitting there he's got John Oliver in a tiny and Jessica Alba or whatever and a tiny little office is just like I'm paying you guys to do this whatever it's just so freaking crazy it's nuts. It's just the the most absurd thing ever. That little yeah. that little office. I mean, I know that you know for most little folk who you know they live their lives and everything. They they do have like their homes furnished that way. They I mean they, there are contractors that will do that. But this right here, it just feels I don't know insulting. The shit that oh, they so put much. poor Vern Troyer through. Oh, poor yeah. Vern. <laughs> God damn it, man. Clearly they're best friends because the only reason that, that he would agree to do this role is because he's like, yeah, Mike, I get you. You got me three movies of, of being mini-me. I'll do this too. But I, that's why this movie can never be made today because there's no freaking chance in hell that these jokes can land today. Like all the short little person jokes, I mean, it was like, it was too, that was so cringy. I was like, oh, oh there's no way these could yeah, happen. Today. Like like the whole Oscar joke and everything. It's like, yeah. oh man. And it's like, are we supposed uh. to like, are we supposed to be sympathetic to the the love guru himself, Guru Pitka, Mike Myers character? Because he's just an asshole. This entire he movie. Is. Yeah. Seriously. The whole point I, is the chastity belt's not off because he's not a good person, basically. It's because he doesn't love himself, but it's like 
the entire thing is that he's just going for greed the entire time. And it's like, and the, his end all goal is to be on Oprah. But sure, I mean, I'll be on Oprah. I'm cool with that. But it's just so yeah. funny that it's like, you're supposed to be the love guru and you're super capitalist, super, I mean, it's everything anti that. It's, I don't know if you guys are into cults, I guess, or not, but there's like the Rajneeshis that they were called up in uh, Oregon is exactly what this is. I think they're uh, mimicking it. If a wild, wild country, I think it's called the documentary. But it's, yeah, it's like a super capitalist from India that's like, look, everybody thinks I'm a guru. Let me just go to America and look like a guru and I'll make a ton of cash. And I think they were just basically making a movie about that. Pretty wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that, that actually kind of tracks a little bit, you know? I mean, I, there's definitely some kind of commentary being attempted, at least, you know, as to the nature of whole, the whole self-help guru uh, type of yeah. thing. I, I mean, mean, the whole like with motivation, that, the whole acronym joke, I, I, I got <laughs> where they were going with that. But, you know, the fact that they just slap the TM in your face every time. Yeah, th there were better ways of showing how. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes. I feel that there were better ways of, you know, showing how bland and corporatized that sort of thing is, you know, because that, 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 yeah. I feel that was the point that they were going after here is that, that it was all kind of contrived. It, it's very contrived, much mm -hmm. like you see in most corporate presentations, you know, like, I mean, it's it's just this really forced kind of, you know, uppity type of, you know, focused energy or whatever you know right yeah everything's a powerpoint he's got a powerpoint for everything it's timed exactly when he says a certain word yeah exactly like yeah it's it's very much like and you guys could buy this dvd for only 29.99 yeah well marishka hargitay marishka hargitay oh god marishka hargitay and then when she's there and it's just like yes <laughs> that i think is one of the reasons i love this movie so much is it took me back to being in high school when i first saw this movie or whatever that was just like, oh, shit, man. I forgot how much good Mike Myers is at things. And it's so good. <laughs> that is the one joke I think that actually really lands and works in this movie. I like yeah. the Marishka Hargitay thing. And I love what the moment where they totally lampshade that and have Marishka Hargitay make the cameo. And he's like, Marishka Hargitay, Marishka Hargitay. <laughs> that actually worked for me. But here's the yeah. problem I have with it. It's right in the middle of the fucking movie. This is something that they should have had as a denouement at the ending or something like that. That's what this felt like. This felt yeah. like the ending when he finally, you know, he got the girl. He's, uh, you know, going to be on Oprah. He's now, you know, content with just being Guru Pitka, you know. He's content with it. And, you know, he's, it just doesn't work for me, you know. The pacing is all off, and I think that's because it was a whole lot of Mike Myers just being like, Hey, let's get a celebrity on right now. Let's get his, let's pack this with as many celebrities as we can. We'll, we'll mo again, I, he was just using as much power as he had in, in Hollywood. Cause you remember after this movie, he didn't come out with much after this. This really no. put everything. I think he planned on this being a franchise. Like he would go on to help other people with other problems. But I, you know, he just, he got so much star power in this movie and for it to all just fall flat, it shows his intention in this thing. He was like trying to launch something new because if you guys remember the last Austin Powers was the same way. Tom Cruise is in there for a hot second. Um, I mean, it just had like just random stars in there and for no reason just to, but to be there. And that's what this was. I think he was trying to just go right into something new with that same energy. It just did not work. Basically, yeah, he used all the power he had from Austin Powers to try to make it again. And it, and it just fell flat. Absolutely. 
But I mean, I kind of see, you know, Goldmember, the third Austin Powers movie, as being kind of a portent of what was to come here because I don't really feel that that's a particularly great movie. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that honestly, the first movie in the Austin Powers series, that's the only really good one. I've seen the first two actually the I second haven't... second one was the second one was okay i guess i i like the second one it was pretty good. the third one though felt like a cash grab 100 percent, very much so and honestly i think that that energy kind of you know got transferred to this uh yeah to this project because in many ways i don't know it kind of feels like the guru is maybe some kind of uh, character that was going to be introduced in another Austin Powers movie, but he just could never find a way to kind of make him villainous enough, maybe, which is weird because, I mean, he's such a yeah. j- greedy asshole. But, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of what I feel like. I feel like he was maybe a throwaway character from the Austin Power days that kind of got recycled. It's funny that you mentioned that because... You know, I'm thinking back now, and I'm like, what's what, what's Mike Myers done since? And he did barely anything, and then the Pataverit happened. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is kind of, it's actually kind of a massive disappointment for me, because I love uh, So I Married an Axe Murder. We covered it last season on the podcast. It was one of my Classic, picks. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I think I think it's one of the reasons why we chose the Love Gurus, because it just fits so naturally. Let's do this, this other Mike Myers movie, you know, the dichotomy of Mike Myers, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, the Pentaveret, though, I watched the first couple episodes, and I don't know. It, it, it just... Uh, something didn't click. And then I heard everybody was talking about how much it sucked and I just lost interest. And that sucks because I really wanted to enjoy it. And I, yeah. I, I love, I love the character thing he does, but I don't know. I, I think comparing it to the master of disguise is apt because it's, it's exactly oh, the same God, problem so that poisonous. Dana Carvey runs into, right. Is that it's yeah. just like, you know, you're good at doing these characters. It's just not implemented well. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, the the biggest problem there is, you know, he doesn't know. He's very one note in the way that he approaches his characters, I feel. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. th- this character, it, it just feels like, you know, just an extension of Austin Powers, an extension of Goldmember, an extension of Dr. Evil in some ways. It's it's just an extension of that particular strange of characterization that he he always falls back on. It's, it's especially problematic with his Scottish accent, which he eventually just made into Shrek. It's like... I mean, anytime you hear it, even when he's doing it outside that context, now when I hear Fat Bastard, I just hear Shrek. You know, that, that's just <laughs> yeah, what that is, and vice versa. So, I mean, it, it just feels like he doesn't know how to really flesh out characters, you know, well enough beyond his own framework of humor. Right. If you, if you yeah. get what I'm saying. He's basically just playing himself, kind of like Bruce Willis, but not an action star, right? So every time... Uh, the other movie that I, I that's really bad of his that I absolutely freaking love and I've seen so many times is Cat in the Hat, where oh, he's oh no, <laughs> he's oh, not yeah, playing I like about that. oh no, I mean, he's he's not like a great Cat in the Hat, but he's a great Mike Myers, and so when you're watching, you're just like yeah, it's Mike Myers. He's just wearing a cat costume this time. He's never not played Mike Myers, and I think that's key to why maybe I enjoyed because I think his humor is meant to be that high schooler just being like. <laughs> dick jokes you know like that kind of thing 
And so when I watch it and I still enjoy it today, I think it's because it's taking me back to the days when it was just like me and my massive DVD collection and just be like, <laughs> dick jokes. You know, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, he's, his fucking dick hits the floor. It's great. <laughs> but, you know, that's it's what it boils down to. It's all dick jokes and sex jokes. It was it was to the point where like we were watching this and, you know, there's a little bit of like silence and you can tell that they're that they're the, the, the dick joke is about to happen. Yeah, no. It, yeah. It, you can tell that when it's coming. I mean, there's a certain type of beat to this whole screenplay. And everything. It's like, yeah, they're focusing on it this is, bit yeah. here. We, we know. And so I think there was one point where we were just watching this the other night, like last night or and uh, or, or maybe the night before. And, and, you know, I was like, okay, here comes another dick joke. And then I think it ended up being a yeah. sex joke. But, you know, same fucking S- difference. Same goddamn thing. Yeah. I mean, especially for someone for me who's a uh, A-spec, you know, I mean, it was very cringe. It's just like, I mean, do people really think about this shit all the time that, you know, they would actually cram all this shit into one movie? It's like, right. goddamn. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I- but I think that's if there is an appeal to this, I think the appeal is how cringy it is. And you're watching it for the cringe moments. You're I mean, like, I think that's why, to me, some of the best jokes that land are the ones where he just straight up looks at camera. I mean, like, can you fucking believe this? I, he does that a lot, both in this and Austin Powers and actually Cat in the Hat. He does it a lot in Cat in the Hat. I too. have seen some speculation that that's exactly what it is. It's like him looking at the camera and is like, can you believe that they're letting me make this shit? <laughs> exactly. Like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it kind of has that puckishness to it. And then he giggles yeah. along with it, like, you know, like like yeah. letting the audience know, hey, this is funny. I'm just giggling all the time about you, it. You know, you know who else? Which is, is an it? SNL trick. They do that on SNL because yeah. that's what it's kind of the running goat joke is like if if the skit's not landing, then you fuck up purposely and it does great. And so he's doing that in his in his multi-million dollar budgeted movies, which is crazy. <laughs> but something that I've noticed is that there's someone else that really likes to do that. Like, at least with his stand-up, and that's Dave Chappelle. He's really bad about that. Like, yeah. he will tell you his joke, he'll land the punchline, and then he'll just start laughing like it's the funniest goddamn thing he's ever heard. It's like, sometimes that's just kind of a little cringy, you know? It's yeah. just like, oh, okay, dude, it's not that fucking funny, man. You're hilarious, but it's not that fucking hilarious. Yeah, I spent most yeah. of this movie with a straight face on, so. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just, it's definitely a, a, God, it's like a piece of time, really, which I think we're not, we don't have anything like anyone. Now everything's Marvel. But there was a time when, like, Will Ferrell was making a movie every year and a half, two years. Mike Myers was making a movie all the time. Like, we had certain, like, comedy people. They were just, like, Boom, 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 punching out these movies. And I watched all of them and usually bought them on the DVD and, you know, something like that. So, uh, yeah, there's just always something. We just had a ton of things coming out. You know, it was it was so big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that, that that's very much what the love guru feels like. It, it's got this very cash grab feel to it like i think you're right mm-hmm. i think this was meant to be the the start of a franchise and uh i, I remember this movie was heavily marketed i mean there was like you saw the advertisements yeah. everywhere it's what drew me to this movie is like oh yeah i they, they have all the dick jokes on front and so you know what you're coming into when you're watching this but it's just like the depths of degeneracy that this movie sucks too. <laughs> Degeneracy is is an understatement. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. 
Jesus Christ. I mean, there's elephants fucking at the end. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? seriously. <laughs> I mean, where else do you... They called that shot from the first line, too. They call it right away with the whole distraction thing. They're like, oh, yeah. So, you're like, you could say, like, yeah, there's going to be elephants fucking at the end of this thing. No, you knew it was coming. Yeah, no, Blades they of call... Glory, that's what I was thinking of. Like, it's like Blades of Glory, where it's like, this thing is so piss poor <laughs> that I'm still... I don't know. Personally, I'm still laughing at it, though, you know? It's just whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I get it. I mean, and there there were definitely moments of that. that like I said, the Mershka Hargate joke. You know what's funny is that's something that we've actually, we haven't seen this movie in years prior to watching it just, you know, last night. Same. And for some reason in our friend group, between me, Bo, and our other co-host, Robert, we've been just making this joke for some reason. We've Mariska been doing Hargate. the Mariska Hargate thing. Mariska Hargate. <laughs> And I don't know where it came from or how it came about. It's part of what led to me suggesting this movie is because that's just become a bit for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mariska Hargate. Mariska Hargate. <laughs> no, it's so funny because that actually happened to me too because I didn't realize that one of my favorite jokes amongst my friends and family is the, oh, I had that until my mom got a job joke, which is with uh, Daniel Tosh in this movie when Daniel Tosh comes mm -hmm. up and he has the hat and Mike Myers is like, oh yeah, blah, 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 until my mom got a job. And I forgot that I got it from this movie. And yeah, like, cause it's been about maybe 10 years since I've seen this movie, but it was just like, Oh my God, that's where it's from. And that shows how much I like Anchorman. I remember grabbing so many lines from Anchorman. That was like my entire vocabulary mm. for a good, you know, two years. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. But for, for, for some reason, for me, Mariska Hargate is literally the only thing that stayed with me from this entire movie. And it was, Probably the only really, you know, clever yarn that he wove there. And once again, it's in the middle of the movie. It should have been at the end yeah. of the movie. Like, they should have been making that joke over. They kept making the joke after that. They kept saying after the risk of heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I mean, they should have just saved that for the end of the movie. It would have been brilliant. I think it's the first 10 minutes even. It's not even the middle. It's like the first 10 minutes because... It's when he has that first big gathering or whatever the hell he yeah. calls it. Oh, yeah. And then she she's at the end of the receiving line. So it's like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. You made the punchline, and then they keep using Mariska Hagate later on. And then that's after it's Jessica Simpson and Val Kilmer, inexplicably. Yeah. That, that scene uh, with Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. <laughs> that is a mind fucking a half, man. What does it mean? I know. I don't know. <laughs> There's that one guy in the back. He's like so enamored by by the guru and by by Val Kilmer. And then there's the whole thing with, you know, he picks the off a flower and then he's just like, oh, it's like, why do you hurt me? It's like, what? <laughs> what just happened? And then not only that, he says, oh, I know why you hurt me and walks away. Are those two fucking? Are we? Is the guru I in? I don't fucking know. And why am I fully okay with this? I hope they do have a normal Thursday night go at it because I want these two to work it out. It's it's just such a weird little scene that's just like, first off, it's one of the first times you see Val Kilmer, like, uh, let's see, post-success, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Where he kind of looks different now and stuff. You know, it's, it's old school Val Kilmer or older Val Kilmer, I should say. But yeah, uh, yeah I love that little clip. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, and just all the celebrity cameos that just had to be rushed in there. It's like all yeah. of them. It's like, I mean, what, what all? Who all was there? I mean, of course we have John Oliver, you know, but that's like mm -hmm. pre-fame John Oliver for him. Actually, I I don't think he was even yeah, on the he's Daily, still Daily Show. Show. Yeah, or was Somewhere, he? Still? Yeah, yeah. He was on the Daily Show. I think at that he's. Time? I think he was probably. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say because I think that was might have been Colbert still on the Daily Show, and Colbert was was like one month before John got on there. So 
Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's real young for all of them. They're all new kids at the time. I think that's John Oliver on community level, yeah. which is uh, yeah. something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and Kanye was in this. Oh, no. <laughs> Kanye was in this. Oh, with Mike that Myers. Was oh, that was very rough. I mean, especially nowadays, that aged right. like sour milk yes. left out in the Texas <laughs> summer heat for about three months. Yes. It's like, yeah. oh, God. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so many things don't age well. The, the entire thing of like a white guy being an Indian guru. I mean, like just the premise of the entire movie wouldn't work anymore. They no. do say like, oh, yeah, my parents were missionaries, but it doesn't matter. It, it would still just right away be panned off of that. Like there's so many things that are bad. And then you have Kanye. <laughs> you just have Kanye. Yeah, which, yeah. Oh, just man. being Kanye too. Nothing, nothing interesting or anything like that. He's just being Kanye because of referencing uh I think it was an interview, whatever they did, where he did the whole Bush line. It, it was the, they're referencing uh, that, but it, it was the Hurricane Katrina telethon. He uh, said uh, President Bush doesn't care about black people, and he was right. Back he then. was right, but that's that's what they're referencing with the two like hanging out together because it was regular Mike Myers up there too. Yeah, and yeah, but I was just like, it was so jarring in this movie today to see that, you know. It's almost like seeing Donald Trump in Home Alone 2 or Ghost Can't Do It. I was about to say it's just like it's just like Donald Trump and Ghost Can't Do It. Oh. It's like and, and you know he's kind of always been controversial, but it's just even more jarring after even, all of that. Oh God, even more so. Yeah. 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 The Canadian uh, broadcast cut of Home Alone 2 actually removed him and they say it's for time, but I'm like Bullshit. No, bullshit. It's Donald fucking Trump. Of course you're going to cut yeah. him out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when it comes to love, I was put on this earth to spread a message of love. One man is in a position to help. Shine! Take a look at this. The Toronto Maple Leafs will pay you $2 million if you can get Darren Roanoke back with his wife in time to win the Stanley Cup. The second best guru in the world is coming to town. How do you do? Shrimp? What'd you call me? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your gnome. Name! You are a midget. Ooh. Looks like I'm gonna have to shove these love beads someplace special. Nice hat. I had a hat like that once. Then my mom got a job. <laughs> <laughs> Paramount Pictures and Spyglass Entertainment present. Rajneesh, I'd like an alligator soup and make it snappy. Because alligators are snappy, and at the same time, I want it prompt. Yes? What's Cabo Thailand? Bangkok? Exactly! Mike Myers, Jessica Alba. Oh, oh. So, Jane, boyfriend? No. Nope. Girlfriend? Well, I mean, there was one time in college. Really? Huh? What was that? I didn't hear anything. Justin Timberlake. Someone ordered a special Quebec pizza, and you know, like in the porno. The Love Guru. I'd like to thank the Academy. Wow, these things are heavy. Put me down, a-hole. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. We got the Deepak Chopra in this. 
Yeah, the actual Deepak Chopra. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's practically meaningless to me. I've never really read any of his shit, nor do I intend to. Yeah, but uh, which is which is why, like, I didn't even. It's like Doctor Oz. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and speaking of another one that aged like sour milk, <laughs> Doctor Oz. Oh yeah. Oh, he's he's now now his whole thing is soured. Oh Jesus, oh, Christ. Jesus fucking him and Christ. him and Kanye are gonna come out with a record again. I swear. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> it'll be released by Stormfront Records. Oh, oh God damn it. I feel dirty saying that even. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, man. like this 2008 film definitely ages itself badly, yes. like very badly. Like, I, I think there's still flip phones in this, right? Which I don't know. I mean, for me, is more nostalgic. Of course, you know, I'm I'm older millennial. So, I mean, flip phone flip phones were like my first exposure to cell phones. Same here. Yeah. 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 And uh you have Jessica Alba. I mean, this is like fresh out of Fantastic Four. Yeah, fresh out of Fantastic Four. And bless her heart, she is trying so hard with Mike Myers. Yeah, she's trying she really so is. so hard. It's like it's almost like that poor girl that was uh working next to Dana Carvey in Master of Disguise. It was <laughs> it was almost that level. I was thinking about that too. It was that that poor girl. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It, and you can tell, like, the entire, like, basically just job description is, like, just let Mike Myers do his thing, and then, you know, you'll be there to respond to some things when he looks at you. Because the idea is it's going to be Mike Myers doing Mike Myers things. And you could tell... Gosh, I'm, all right, I'm going to keep talking because it'll record on my side. <laughs> but, yeah, you could tell that, basically, she's trying her very best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. But, anyway, yeah... I mean, poor Jessica Alba. And I mean, honestly, I feel bad for anybody that actually had to kind of play off of uh, Mike Myers. Like, who who was uh, the guy that was playing uh, Roanoke? Who, who was the actor that played him? Uh, that's, oh, wait, that's uh, Rami, let's see. Romani Malco. Rami Malco, man, I, you could tell that there's some moments where he is just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, yeah, yeah, literally he was in the 40-year-old virgin, right? Yeah, he was. He was he he, he was uh, in uh, the uh, friend group and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like but here he it's like he looks baffled by everything that's going on in this movie. Like absolutely him. baffled. Yeah. It doesn't I mean it doesn't make he, sense. And I I hope he doesn't think it's going to be his break. Like oh this will be my break in a comedy. It ain't buddy. No, th thankfully he got in with Apatow. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it worked a, out. That's for a good him. place to get into. Yeah, it worked out for you. You know who looked like they were having a lot of fun is Ben Kingsley, though. I think he was just having a blast on set. Oh, he was, but it's like in many ways it feels so undignified, though, for Ben Kingsley. It's well, like, yeah. and he did Gandhi. That's what's funny. That is, I mean, I, I guess that there is yeah. a little bit of humor to be had there, but it's not humor I'm going to laugh at externally. I'll laugh at it internally, you know. <laughs> I'll laugh on the inside, I guess. They did. The most severe version of cross eyes I've ever seen. It was supposed to, well, as soon as you see him, there, it was beyond funny. To the point, was like, well, that's just looking ridiculous. And I think that's the point because it's Ben Kingsley doing it. Yeah, no, Ben Kingsley is just, 
I I don't I want to know what Ben Kingsley thinks about this now. Like I actually want to hear his thoughts on this. Like yeah. you played Gandhi, right? You're 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 a uh, respected actor, okay? Yeah, it's uh, like and, and you did the Love Guru, and you did this in the Love Guru. Oh. Yeah, but he did Iron Man three as well. I think he doesn't take himself seriously. He does for the most part, but I don't see how he would. You think of Iron Man three, like the whole point was just to laugh at himself as an actor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. This is true. I mean, his his whole uh, Iron Man three bit was interesting. Yeah, because I mean, they they kind of. And what's funny is they fake you out with that one. They do. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and then the, the whole, the whole bit at the end is like, like you said, uh, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, here he's just like, like the, <laughs> the fucking lines that this guy has to deliver. I mean, about the elephants humping the whole stink mop yeah. shit. Stink mop. Oh my God. <laughs> stink mop. Stink That's mop. Almost, almost vomit inducing is so gross. <laughs> oh no. It's like, and he just pisses in that chamber pot. Just like nothing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have just, an Oscar, sir. <laughs> you won an Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> you deserve better than this, Ben. <laughs> and then, yeah. of course, there's Justin Timberlake, Jacques Lecoq. Oh, hey. his, I'm sorry. His performance was just so cringy. Yeah. It was terrible. Oh, so bad. <laughs> oh, that stupid fucking fake French accent. Oh, so terrible, man. Oh, God. And, and it's supposed to be Quebecois, which is a, its own flavor of French. Right. You know, French Canadian, I might add. So yeah. he's he's playing like an even deeper stereotype there. Yeah. And isn't he Canadian? I almost think he is. No, he's not Canadian. Never mind. No. No, no, he's just being a racist. <laughs> um, yeah, and, well, and that's another one of them where like the name is funny. So you have him, Lecoq, Dick Pants, Guru Tugging by Puda. Yes. Oh man, let's talk about some of the puns here, man. It's like I the, the puns were just all over the place for me, though. You know, like like the Tugging by Puda, and then they show the other gurus, and then. Like, like yeah. what, what was the, uh, the the last one with the Guru very... Such a big naba is one of them. Such a big naba. Oh my god. Such a big naba. <laughs> what? What? It's like, Mike. No, just no, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who was gonna stop him? He just made three awesome powers for that studio. <laughs> he was. He he was a monster, man. It's it's yeah. like. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, couldn't they have, like, sent this to a script doctor or something? something? Wait, did they make Shrek 3 after this? Because then him and Justin Timberlake worked together again. Oh, I don't know, man. I think they did, didn't they? I'm Googling. I, I want, yeah, I want uh, to say they did. Shrek the third was 2007, so Ooh, year before, right okay. before this. So this is the second time they worked together. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, boy. That's the hit team right there. Oh, no kidding, man. It's like, I mean, what other movie would they do together? I wonder. Remake Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's like, should, should, we, should, we allow this, should we allow this to happen again? <laughs> like, I mean, should we have even allowed this movie to happen? No. <laughs> no. Just no. We, we shouldn't have, but it's here, so we can kind of laugh at it. I mean, I, I, I see what you're seeing, Frank, about, like, you know, like, like in retrospect, 
it's kind of fun to look back at this movie and just just laugh at it because it's not quite at like the threshold of so bad it's good that something like The Room is or Neil Breen is. No, of course not. Right. Not even close. But it's also not nearly as anger-inducing as something like Master of Disguise. It still m- makes me have a response, at least. It, it elicits a response because it's just like, it just goes, there's just certain things that just go on too long here. Like, like, like that, yeah. like that whole nuts in a sack sequence. Yes. Oh God, yeah. man. Not needed at all. No, that was so unnecessary in every way. It's like you could have cut that joke off like, like minutes ago. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so cringy. They just go on with these dick jokes on and on and on. And it's like, I mean, we, we, we had the warnings in Austin Powers, you know, and near the end, whenever they had the whole, everybody's pointing up at this guy's like, Oh look, it's a tallywhacker or, Oh look, it's a dick. Yeah. And like, everybody's like just kind of playing off of it and everything. It's like, I, I always thought that was like the worst joke of all the, uh, Austin Powers movies, honestly. Yeah. It, it was probably yeah. the worst joke out of all of it. So it's kind of coming from that same place to me. But it's like, is it, was this written by middle schoolers? Oh, absolutely. It had <laughs> yeah, to have been. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Did Mike Myers outsource? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Was that his test screening audience? What, what, was it middle schoolers? Probably. Wow. Well, I mean, I think he kind of just made it for them. I think that's the thing is nowadays we're too good at watching movies. But he made it for those who are just like, hmm, fucking that's funny. <laughs> you know, that's are, it. are there any movies like that nowadays, though? No, like, no way. No. This is a slice of time. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. this is the most 2008 movie you'll find. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem like there are really a whole lot of movies out there for the mil- middle schooler in all of us anymore. It seems like that's kind of becoming a little bit of a lost art, so to speak, you know? I mean, I know that there's been a little bit of a discourse lately about why why big budget comedies aren't being made anymore. I think I think this movie yeah. right here really yeah. kind of answers that question, like unequivocally to me. It's because it's because there was just a period where this type of comedy was just allowed to go to just go all in and it just didn't lead to particularly great results. It led to master of disguise. It led to, it led to the love guru. It led to, Oh, what's another bad one? Uh, it, it led to some of the worst Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. It's like that. That's what it okay. that led to. Perfect. Yeah. In 2008, the other comedies we got first off, we had a bunch. Remember how they were doing like not another scary movie. All those, we had those. Yeah. Get smart. Terrible. It was terrible. And you don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that tracks so much. That tracks. Oh, don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, talk about another fucking Adam Sandler movie that we just didn't need. Yeah. Oh, we got Tropic Thunder, though. We did uh, get... Tra- and I, I, I'll defend Tropic... That movie is possibly one of the best written comedies ever. Oh, so fucking oh, good. Tropic Thunder is an almost perfection. It's near perfection, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah, I will give him that. Uh, every now and again, or, or even Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy, I think, yeah. I think Grandma's Boy is actually... So, so underrated. Is, that's a very <laughs> yeah. underrated kind of stoner comedy, honestly. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, no, I enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, 
I mean, and you even have Florence Henderson in there, and she's uh, she's all like, uh, she, she's all like fucking younger dudes and shit. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like you just don't get shit like that anymore, you know, for for better or for worse, for better or for worse, from right. from you know, for dumb little middle schoolers, you know. It's like, what what do they have now? I don't know. It's a different generation. So <laughs> that is true. Maybe all they have now is meme culture. Yeah. Pretty much just the dankage, dankest meme culture that you can get, you know? God, that makes me sound so, feel so old thinking like memes is what they're getting their lives out of. Ugh, I, I know. I know, man. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I mean, and I, I, I remember when memes became a thing and everything. It was like, you know, yeah. I, I remember some of the danker memes back in the day but like just just to think that now it's just become it's kind of overtaken like cinematic culture even and yeah you know yeah like like even even stuff like adult swim is not you know tracking nearly as well with the younger crowd as it used to you know and they, they made stuff like they've made stuff like rick and morty you know yeah that's, and this is true yeah yeah but we're not getting like metalocalypse anymore we're not getting venture brothers venture, we're talking about fucking good writing they they fucked God. over Venture Brothers so badly. I'm still so upset about I know. that. It's like we're supposed to be getting more eventually, but man, yeah, I'm not holding my breath. It's gonna be a movie, and it's like it's so sad because that was essentially the Rick and Morty of its generation. Yeah, no, we watched that 100. We watched that one for the holiday up the holiday director's cut episode. I haven't seen any other Venture Brothers other than that particular holiday special, but yeah, actually oh, wow. that was a lot of fun. I liked that. Honestly, that, that holiday episode, it has everything you need to know about what the Venture Brothers is all about. So yeah, I got that impression. It's a good starting off point. Excellent world building in that series. It was like the Guild of Calamitous Intense. I just wanted to be a part of it. It was so cool. I know it's, it, it's, and it's like you had OSI and yes, Sphinx. And you had like all these other different the entities, <laughs> like so ridiculous, yeah. man. And you even had some characters get a glow up, which was really fucking cool. <laughs> it was it, that's that was my introduction to Doctor Strange was through Doctor Orpheus, I think his name is. Okay, was how I nice. first found out like love Doctor Strange, <laughs> yeah. Dude, and I love Doctor Orpheus. He's he is he steals yeah. the scene in so many ways see look at this we're, we're talking about venture brothers the other than the love guru it's like oh my god i don't know i, I feel like we'd have much more wholesome uh conversations about venture brothers and adult swim sometimes yeah. so yeah because i could talk about that shit all the time all day that's fair uh, I mean, I, adult animation i realized this actually in like last year adult animation is actually my favorite genre of any television it's the only thing that i'll give everything a shot and I rewatch constantly. Yeah, definitely. I, I still have my DVDs from Adult Swim shows from years ago, man. Like C-Lab, yeah. Home Movies, Aqua Teen. I got Home Movies, which eventually basically became Bob's Burgers, which is very good yeah, on its own. Practically, yeah. It's the same same crew, basically. Well, that also yeah. spawned Metalocalypse and Lucy, Daughter of the Devil so as well. So fucking good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Oh, man. But it's all good stuff. So uh, there's one other bit of the love guru I know I, I wanted to hit for sure, and that's the musical numbers. Oh, what the fuck was going on with all of that? <laughs> Dear sweet Lord. Appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they made his name Maurice just so they could do the Joker at the end. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it's so on the nose that it had to have been contrived. Yeah. 
Like, absolutely. And then he, well, he starts it with nine to five, showing like his like pampered palace life. Oh, that's... and it's like, what? Why? What does this have to do? Are you just? Is this? Are you just doing a rendition I think that's of the, the song? Joke, though. The joke is that he's taking the most American song ever, okay, throwing it in with an Indian tune, and then he's like, "Look at my pampered life, working nine to five. Like everything." I think the joke is that he's throwing everything at you. Yeah, I get the joke. I'm just not laughing at it. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? That's the thing. It's just like, it's like, okay, first off, you're obviously going for what you did with your retreading Austin Powers and with a character that's not even half 100%. as good as Austin Powers. Yeah. Who himself is only barely just good as a character when you really boil him down, boil him down, you know, to his finer yeah. parts. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Austin Powers and this, it's just a series of SNL skits, really, is all this really is. Definitely. Yeah. They're all dick joke SNL skits. <laughs> oh, man. Just a little more vulgar than SNL somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Lauren wasn't going to, or Lauren Michael wasn't going to let him do it. So he's like, oh, fuck it. I'll just make a movie for it then, I guess. Exactly. That That's kind of exactly what it feels like his whole thing started off as. I mean, I mean, of course, I mean, you start off with Wayne's World. So, I mean, he's he already had that, you know, precedent there, you know, of taking an SNL skit and making it yeah. into actually a successful movie, you know, mm-hmm. which he references that. And I think he references Fat Bastard in this movie, too. He does, doesn't but he? He references Wayne World. And I think so. There's a line he said is like, I think that's Fat Bastard's line. Yeah, he even says I, it with like a Scottish accent. And I do, I, I do remember the little wink to uh, Wayne's World in, in, in the car yeah. with the Bohemian Rhapsody. Little wink to the little <sighs> wink and nod. You know? Okay, that's yeah. what they were going for with that. I see it. Yeah. I believe we did Wayne's World on the uh, director's cut once, I think. Uh, I wasn't a part no, of it. No, you weren't. Yeah, it was me and Robert that did that. But, yeah. Well, I, I don't really think there's a lot more to say about the love guru I mean, what what are your final thoughts, Frank? If you want to feel like you're in high school again, watch The Love Guru. It's 100% something you would like in a high in high school. Not now. That's what I would think. Okay. I mean, as for me, here's the thing. This came out. This didn't come out when I was in high school. I was. This was in 2008. I was already starting to get close to my mid to late 20s here. So. I was already kind of moving away from that humor. I was getting more into Adult Swim's brand of real abstract yeah. humor, you know, and everything. So this right here was, it, it just never appealed to me. And until I actually sat down and watched it and, you know, just, I was just like, well, it's okay in some parts. You know, of course, you know, Mariska Hargitay and all that, you know, that, that, whole, <laughs> that whole bit. But like, it's fucking it's so offensive so unfunny so disappointing as a mike myers movie it's it shows his limitations like it like it lays it all bare yes you know it's it's a movie that you know where he really just hit the ceiling you know he hit the ceiling as far as Mm -hmm. you know where he could go with that particular brand of humor and i think that's why when he tried to bring back the pentumvirate or whatever it's called it, it just fell flat because nobody was asking for that, especially not a, something so esoteric as this weird throwaway line in So I Married an Axe Murderer, you know, 
I don't feel like that was necessary to make that. And I don't think it was necessary to make this out of the obvious throwaway SNL and Austin Powers characters that he had. You know, this feels like, I mean, this mm-hmm. was just like something he thumbed through his book of characters. And he was like, okay, here, we haven't done an Indian guy. Let's do that. You know, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that that's really where I am on this movie. I mean, is it as rage-inducing as Master of Disguise? No, but it, does, it, does it at least make you, you know, just kind of, you know, cringe inside in the worst way? It's like, yes, definitely. It's just as cringeworthy. Motherfucker, and, you ranked Morbius as your number one superhero Because at least Morbius <laughs> is fun. Morbius is fun in its own unique way. Yeah, no, that's fair. I understand what you're saying. You know, this isn't fun. It's not a fun movie for me. It wasn't a fun movie in 2008. It's not a fun movie now. So <laughs> hard pass, guys. Don't don't bother with this. <laughs> Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> Do I recommend The Love Guru? Ah, fuck it. If you're high and or drunk and or inebriated by some substance and you want to put some background noise on or you just really want want to cringe inside or maybe you're like your Frank and you want to reconnect to some of your uh, school days. um, Sure. Why not? But, you know, as a film, (laughs) does it even reach hit the bar of so bad it's good sometimes? Is it even genuinely funny once or twice? I don't know. I maybe every now and again it can elicit a chuckle. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what else I have to say about it other than Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> I, I feel like we're we're taking a hot poker and we're just shoving it straight down someone's throat. We're like Mariska Hargitay, Mariska fucking Hargitay. That's right, love guru Mariska Hargitay. Uh, now if that God poker was up their ass, that would be a Mike Myers joke. Yeah, well, you, you, I'm not Mike Myers though. I didn't go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah see, I'm not oh, Mike good. Myers exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, where I think this is he's kind of trying to tap into like the Will Ferrell stuff too. Will Ferrell was kind of doing a lot of these movies at one time, and I think he thought he could do the same thing, and he just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Then then he made sure. Then him and uh, him and uh, who who was it? Did uh, Holmes and Watson with him? Oh, uh, uh, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah, that's right. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. It's it's like yeah, they made Holmes and Watson, and it's just like ugh. We almost did that one. We almost did. Thank goodness we didn't. <laughs> I got a cease and desist order for posting too much about that, actually. That are you, movie. Are you serious? Paramount got a hold of me, which now, funny because we work with Paramount, but Paramount got a hold of me and said, gave me assistance because I posted one of their, um, I found one of their posters early and posted it on our Twitter account and they sent me a cease and desist order. And of course, back then I was like, oh my God, Paramount cares about us. And I shared it with everybody, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Awesome. Funny, now they're one of our advertisers, but it was funny at the time. I don't know. We have we have some YouTube uh, strikes, but not too many. Yeah, that's about the yeah, worst well, we have. Say, I rough. mean, <laughs> on a somewhat related note, we uh, the the, the uh, director of Saving Christmas, Darren Doan himself, uh, follows us on Instagram, and I don't think he actually read our Instagram post because he's liked. 
he's liked a couple of them, even one where I directly called them out for doing this and, and, and commented like fire. So I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. He's just as enigmatic as the movie that he made. <laughs> so enigmatic. Something tells me they don't care about the details. If you're going to make that movie, you don't care about the details. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, absolutely not, not. That That is not a detail oriented movie. That's fair. Nope. In any way. <laughs> but yeah, Darren, if you're listening, uh, Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, Mariska, Hargitay. Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay to you, Darren. <laughs> All right. Well, where can our listeners find Geek Freaks? Honestly, just Google Geek Freaks. You'll find us there. there We're the really colorful logos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's coming up next on your podcast? Uh, so, you know, everybody took the the holiday season off. So where everything's firing up back up in January. We actually, for the, your listeners probably care about this. We have a new movie podcast called challenge accepted coming out, uh, early February where you challenge another person to watch a movie or a, a random episode of TV. And, hmm. and then we analyze it and stuff like that. And it should be fun. Interesting. That, that, that's actually fun. I mean, you could pretty much just bring anything to the table. Hell yeah. I think Love Guru is going to be on the list. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, I would listen to that episode, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that should be good. But hell yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for being on, man. This was a blast. Yeah. Especially considering the subject material. Especially, you know, <laughs> I mean, Bad Movie December has been quite interesting. So as our holiday content, I mean, we still have, of course, you know, the Saving Christmas episode we did with Victims and Villains. Uh, and we have our holiday special for the director's cut, which is Adult Swim holiday specials. We we went in, we went into the aforementioned Venture Brothers and Squid Billies, Moral Oral. Yes, that episode of Moral Oral. Nice. <laughs> yes. Which for so many of us was the first time we ever saw that show. <laughs> Moral Oral is like, great. <laughs> oh man, I have so many great memories of that show. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that episode. <laughs> and in January, I think we're doing what? Clueless and Silent Hill? Yes, Clueless and Silent Hill. And Ooh, I, wow. believe, I believe Cinema Recall will be joining us. Uh, I think Vern from Cinema Recall will be joining us for uh, Silent Hill, I think. Nice. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to Clueless. That's a good old fashioned 90s movie about an obviously demisexual girl trying to make it in the world. Watch that movie with feminism in mind. It's actually quite the feminist movie. Very famous. Surprisingly. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah, people don't think about that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I actually haven't seen Silent Hill either, and I've played a few of the games. I pitched it. It's actually another one of my picks. I pitched it as a collateral gaming collab because I kind of wanted to get into it. So I, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, speaking of collateral gaming, we also have our holiday episodes out, our December month. Um, we've actually going to make a December kind of a Zelda month moving forward. So, uh, this, nice. this year it was a link between worlds. It's actually going to bleed into January a little bit, but, uh, we had, uh, Dan from victims and villains. That was a great episode. And then our holiday special was God of war Ragnarok. Yeah. Fun, fun times with, uh, God of war Ragnarok from what I understand. Right. Oh man. My game of the year. 100%. It was, it same, was, it was same. the. Awesome. Yeah. I'm Fucking glad you a. agree, man. Cause I mean, Elden Ring was great. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, God of War was my game of the year. And it teaches you uh, how to yeah, be a it was father, the perfect, damn it. <laughs> it's <so> <laughs> 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 it was the perfect Christmas present. 
And uh, coming up in January on our podcast, uh, I, I believe we are going to be doing It Takes Two, which uh, I've never played before. One of my co-hosts suggested it on Collateral Gaming. So that's going to be fun. Uh, our anniversary special is, is, is uh, happening, and we're, we're going to be talking about uh, arcade games. We're going to be kind of doing a mega review, uh, kind of like what we did a few seasons ago with light gun shooters, but this time with uh, fighters. Oh, yeah, man. The fighting game genre is an old school uh, favorite of mine. You know, as, as anybody knows who's listened to like my work on collateral gaming, whenever I do a guest, uh-huh. I'm a retro gaming enthusiast. You know, that that's my thing. Yeah. So, I mean, fighting games is like just so baked into just the the framework of arcade gaming that, you know, It'll be so exciting to go back to it and actually, you know, check it out. Check out some of the, maybe some of the lesser known fighters even. Yeah, I think we definitely could. If you guys like fighting games, one of the guys from our network, he hosts the podcast, Round 3 Podcast. Uh, He's an athlete in in fighting esports. And so uh, he's a coach and an athlete. And so if you guys ever need somebody to like bullshit with, he's played basically everything and he coaches a lot of Smash Brothers, but most a lot of things. Oh, hell yeah. That is awesome. Hell yeah. We're looking for, for having some more guest spots, you know, because uh, we haven't guessed it as much with yeah. Collateral Gaming yet and uh, as we have been with Collateral Cinema, especially this season. It's been great. But yeah, I uh, no, definitely uh, would love to collab. And speaking of collabs, I mean, yeah, like I said, the aforementioned Silent Hill episode, uh, we are actually going to be doing on the, the gaming side for our bonus round next month, we'll be, uh, we'll, we'll be getting into the silent Hill franchise. I think we've decided we're going to talk about, uh, like the mini review on silent Hill one and silent Hill homecoming. So we kind of have the, the dichotomy of good and bad. Yeah. Good. Of course, speaking, being our first introduction to silent Hill and, uh, the whole, the ethos and everything, the myth or the mythos, I should say, you yeah. know, and, and then like definitely a game. That's just like you, yeah. <laughs> just you. Yeah. So I'm the whole excited. franchise is being rebooted, so it's a good time to jump in on those. Exactly. Yeah, yeah good point. So, yeah, I'm actually excited to get into that. And for what we've got coming up on both Collateral Cinema and gaming, I mean, this, this we're entering the new year. Uh, our season is going to last us until, what, April, May? At, at the very least, uh, April. On Collateral Cinema, right? So yeah. uh, we've still got plenty more to come. And if you're not a patron then uh, go check out our Patreon. Both podcasts, we have a Patreon. And if you subscribe, uh, donate either $1 or $5, we have both tiers, you get access to our exclusive full-length movie commentaries. Yes, and very soon we will be adding uh, new features for our uh, $5 uh, patrons. Like, for instance, I believe that we're going to try to start uh, releasing our our episodes a few days early. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, we might need to whip these out a little faster, <laughs> you know, and also I think that we might even start doing uh, polls like I- I'm starting to think maybe uh, every now and again, let's do like a director's cut where we like have like our patrons choose the movie that we review or something like that, or even a mainline epi- episode or something like that. I, I don't know. Fuck but yeah. Yeah, we will definitely have more content coming up and possibly even merchandise that we could start giving to our patrons as well. Like maybe send y'all a sticker or something, you know? Yeah. So, some, cool. Something along the line like that. Yeah, yeah it's in the cool. works. We're, we're, we're definitely wanting to launch, you know, like merch and stuff at this point, you know, maybe even get a sponsor, 
you know, just start kind of working our way up because, I mean, we had over 10,000 downloads last season. We're already at, what, uh, over over 11 now. Well, 11,870 We're approaching 12,000. We're approaching 12,000 already. So, yeah, we, we definitely thank everybody who has listened to us this year. I mean, this is the end of the year. You know, Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, Happy fucking New Year, guys, because uh, we, we probably won't hear from us until after the New Year. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, this is going to be the last uh, podcast episode we do this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Bo, you know, this is an interesting moment. Bo and Frank, both of you guys, all right? Do you have a top movie this year? Top movie? Morbius. What the fuck do you think is going to be my top <laughs> movie of the year? Come on now. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to give it to, it should be everything, but I'm going to go with the Batman. Because I think directing wise, it was like, oh, I haven't seen a hero movie directed this way in a long time. Oh, definitely. And, uh, loved it. I would have to go with the Batman as well. And, and I liked, actually liked Doctor Strange. I liked Thor, Love and Thunder. Haven't seen everything everywhere all at once. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. The Batman, I think for me was was good. I, I really enjoyed that whole take on the character. And then just, I, I'm really excited to see where they go with it. Uh whether or not James Gunn's whole deal is going to be involved with it. Honestly, I kind of hope they keep those things separate because got a good thing. Oh going. yeah. So far it's yeah. going to be separate is what he's been saying. But oh boy, here I go Mormon again. <laughs> <laughs> but God. yeah, folks, oh, yeah. Uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We are also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, what else? Uh, good, good pods, pod chaser. Yes. Uh, check us out on good pods. Follow us there and give us five star reviews there to help us uh, go up the ranks uh, on their indie uh, movie and film podcast rankings. And also uh, check us out on a uh, pod chaser and also give us a five star review there and a five star review on Apple podcasts as well. That will help us uh, become more visible as well. I believe that we're uh, going to be on some other platforms here, like Newsly here very soon. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, look for uh, some more content on certain other platforms. And if there is a platform that we are not on, let us know. Let us know. You know, yeah. We will find a way to get onto that platform. So. Hell yeah. Well, check out Geek Freaks if you haven't already. Frank, thank you so much for being on. Mariska Hargate. Mariska Hargate, thank you for having me on. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> Bo's got the hands and everything, guys. You guys don't see it. That's perfect. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> All right. Well, that being said, I've been Ashley Chancellor. I am uh, the guru uh, Maddox. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> Mariska Hargitay. I'm Frank. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> and this oh. this was collateral cinema uh yeah happy new year everybody later out Oh
Collateral Cinema is a collateral media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.